we've never experienced a year that we're living right now. This year will go down in history as a monumental, a historical year for us that are living during this time. And so, if we're not careful, and may I just say this, if you are a new Christian, learn the fact that victory is in a person. What I find is folks that's been saved for years, they know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And still, they're living in that world of circumstances, gauging it's, it's victory when everything's going good, and it's disaster when things ain't going good. It's good when things are good. It's really bad when things are bad. And the reality is they're being moved by the circumstances around them. And those circumstances are always moving and always changing. The older I get, the more I'm reminded that these young people, I, I see them doing this and doing that. And, and I remember, I used to do that. I used to do that with a certain amount of ease. But now, I wouldn't dare do that. I'm afraid something will break. And so the reality is, the circumstances always are changing in our life. Whether it be circumstances at work, at home, and uh, uh, in relationships, in a job. Uh, there, there's times that work is really good. Then there's times work is really hard. And our, our financial circumstances, there's times when you have seemingly some reserves and a little bit left over. And there are some times it's very tight and you don't. That's just life. And, this, and tonight I want to help you. If you can shift from your victory being in a circumstance to a person, you know him if you're saved. And if you're not saved, I'd like to introduce him to you. I'm convinced our, we're living in a world of crazy circumstances. Crazy. You know, one minute, we got a social distance, but then the next week, Something happens, and we're protesting down the street by the thousands. Somehow or another, that story, that's contradictory. And yet, that's where the world we're living in. So we must come to the place in our Christian life that we're not moved by circumstances, but we learn to trust in a person. That's what's happening in the disciples' lives here. Let's go to the throne of grace and let's pray. 
and ask the Lord to help us. Mark, how about you praying, my friend? Amen. Jesus Christ is the master of every situation in our life. We know that. He is the one that gives victory over every enemy. We know that. But in Mark, beginning with Mark 4, 35, through chapter 5, victory is the major theme. This is the main thought theme of this section where God puts it together. He records, Mark records four miracles that Jesus performed and each miracle announced that for even us today that he defeated an enemy and gave victory. We'll look tonight as one at a victory over danger. We're living in dangerous times. But it shouldn't shock us. The Bible says in Timothy Last days would be perilous times, dangerous times. In chapter 5, verse 1 through 20, he gives victory over demons. By the way, demons are still around. We'll, I, I, pre, I want to preach that message on Battle of Thrones probably Wednesday night. Then in chapter 5, verse 21, victory over disease. Then last, the ultimate victory is victory over death. But I need you to understand that victory comes in the form of a person. Now, I love this. Jesus Christ, not our environment, gives victory even though in this story in chapter 4, he's in the midst of the environment. Don't miss this. He's not just telling me something He's living something with me. Did you get that? He's not telling me we're going to the other side. And by the way, we're going to the other side. He's in the boat with us. He didn't just tell me what to do in the storm. He's in the storm with me. But there's a difference. While all of them are scared to death, He's asleep and in the storm. Wow. He's sleeping in the storm. So the question I want to ask, ask to answer tonight is, how can he sleep in the storm? He's in the storm with us. He's walking with us. He knows where we're at. Do you, you understand that if you're saved, born again, washed in the blood, how many saved? You know you're saved. How ain't it good to be saved? He knows every circumstance of your life. He knows every hair that fell off your head and numbered today. It's amazing. And so he comes and he's in the midst of this storm with him. Notice the storm with me. There's a powerful danger, and there arose a great storm of wind. I love the Bible. I want you. To, I hope you get to love in the Bible. Notice a great storm. Storm's bad enough. 
great storm and waves beat into the ship so that it's now full. Luke 8, 23 said, But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. So there's a powerful danger. Notice that's potential death. How many understands a boat full of water is a casket? How many understands that? It is not good when the water outside of the boat gets in your boat. It won't be floating long. Here's what's happened. The Bible tells us, and was now full. Luke said, and was filled with water. It didn't have just a cup, or it didn't have just a little. It was full. How many of you sometimes, your circumstances, it's just absolutely full. It's more than you can handle anymore. You're about to pull out your hair, and you're, you're just going, you're going nuts. And you know, because it's just absolutely crazy, and it's full. You can't handle anything else. Have you ever been there? where you just can't handle anything else. If one more thing happens, I'm going to break. Bible says he was now full. Notice not only the powerful danger and the potential death, but notice the painful disrespect. He was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, Hold it. Time out. They called him Master. But I ain't sure they believed he's Master. If they believed what they said, why are they waking him up? Master knows the question. Carest thou not that we perish? Don't you care, Lord? Have you been in a circumstance that's so overwhelming, your heart's breaking, you can't wait, you're just, you don't know which, you just don't know which ends up, what else to do, you're just a witch in, you say, Lord, don't you care? That's what they're saying. Lord, don't you care? The reality is our environment will get us to the place. Sometimes the best we can do, we'll ask God, are you sure you're there? Are you sure you heard me pray? Don't you care? And don't you know what I'm going through? So the reality is at times we find ourselves there. Notice not only their perplexing doubt. And he said unto them, Now this is interesting. Why are ye so fearful? Here's what he said. And how is it that you have no faith? Zero. Wow. Now the Lord was genuinely perplexed. 
by the reaction. Have you ever wondered what God thinks about the way we act? Well, here's a good here's a good here's a good place. Sometimes our circumstances get us in a, in, a, in a crazy way. And have you ever wondered? I wonder what God thinks about us. Well, here it is. He's he's genuinely scratching his 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 head and wonder why are they acting like that? Why why is it they're so fearful? There's some of you so fearful that God can't make you house payment, but yet he's never missed one. Some of you are fearful you're going to start. My mother, I love my mother, but she was, my mom was a hoarder. And when she was young, she was hungry. And so whenever she died, we hauled off, I know what, three, four truckloads full of food. And she lived in a house by herself. She was afraid of going hungry, so she would just buy food and, and hoard it up because she was so fearful. How, why is he asked the question, why are you, hey boys, why are you scared to death? Why are you that way? I believe God looks down at me sometimes and says, why are you so scared? Why are you so fearful? Because we all find ourselves in that place sometimes. And how is it that you have no faith? In his mind, they were completely overreacting. I'm just going to just go ahead and throw a hand up be done with it. How many of you overreact sometimes? Amen. That's just about every one of us, don't we? So how is it and if they were overreacting, that's why he said, how could Jesus, they, they were saying, they were overreacting, how could you sleep during the storm? I love this. Master, that's a title, complete control. But how could you sleep during the storm? Notice, how could Jesus go to the back of the ship pull a pillow out, and go to sleep. How could Jesus sleep with all the wind and the ship tossed to and falling and rolling and, and my, my, everything just going crazy? How in the world could he sleep? How could Jesus just simply sleep during the storm? Well, let me answer that question for you. Number one, the weariness of his activity. He's tired. One of the great things that we must understand that Jesus was as much a man as any man sitting here except for sin. But he's also God as much as God there was in heaven. And because of the humanity, he got tired. He got tired. He got weary. On several occasions, the Bible said that he would go into the mounts just to, 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 to get apart so he wouldn't come apart. Notice what he said in chapter 4, verse 1. And he began again to teach by the seaside, and there was, great, and there was gathering him a great multitude. So they entered into a ship and sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. 
And the Bible says in verse 33, And when many such parables spake in the word, he the word unto them, and they were able to hear it. I, I want you to know, when he was alone, when he was alone, notice with me, when he was alone, they, they would literally, and, and the disciples, when he was alone, they were about him, and the disciples asked him of the parables that constantly, constantly, Jesus was being bombarded, and constantly, they was pulling virtue out of him. Constantly, they were asking him, and he's performing miracles, and constantly, he's doing and doing and doing, and he's tired. So he laid down and went to sleep. Sounds makes sense to me. He went to sleep. Notice the weariness of his from his activity, but notice the worthlessness of their anxiety. Here's what I want you to get a hold of tonight. The disciples were worried sick. They were out of frame. They were troubled to no end. Now, don't you listen? They've allowed the circumstance to move them instead of the one that could give victory. They were totally moved by the circumstance around them. And I look, it's amazing. The waves were not diminished by their wailing. The storm was not affected by their stress. The clouds didn't dissipate by their cries. The darkness was not lifted one out because of dismay. And the flooding was not slowed down by their fear. You can worry yourself to death. Have one of your crazy fears, but when you're done... You're right where you was when you started. You're right where you was in the midst of the circumstance where you started. Only problem is you probably left a lot of hurt laying in the way. But you're still right there. I'm telling you, you can wear yourself to death. It won't change nothing. Notice, there's five reasons their anxiety was worthless. And by the way, that's the reason sitting here that tonight there's individuals I love you dearly and you're saved. You know the master, but you're living by circumstances. And here's the reason why the anxiety is so worthless. Number one, worry's unreasonable. It's irrational. We worry about the wrong thing. How we look. What others say, what people talking about us, what we are or aren't accomplishing, stuff at the end of the day is not going to matter in five years. It's just not going to matter. To worry about something you cannot change is irrational and illogical. If you can't change it, why worry about it? If you can't change it, why worry about it? These disciples couldn't make the storm go away. I love this. 
years ago, Dr. Hiles and John R. Rice was preaching a meeting. John R. Rice looked over to Dr. Hiles and said, and it was just storming, just a terrible storm. And he said, Brother Hiles, go, out, go outside and ask the Lord to stop the rain. We now have this meeting. Dr. Hiles said, he walked outside, looked up and said, Lord, would you please stop the rain? He said, it started raining harder. This was his testimony. He said, God, John R. Rice sent me here to ask you to stop the rain. And he said it just stopped. And that night he went to a motel and weatherman said this. He said the miracle of the weather. We don't know why it happened or how it happened but there's one this covered the whole state but this one spot in this little town it never rained. We can't figure that out. The miracle of the weather. May I say, I'm not John R. Rice. I can't stop the rain. When we was building this church, we was trying to get in. Every day it rained. I'd come over here. We couldn't do the pavement because of rain. Had a complete building finished and couldn't get in because I come over and said, Lord, please stop the rain. I swear, it rained harder and harder. I said, Well, I'm just gonna quit playing that. Worry is unreasonable. Number two, worry is unnatural. You weren't made to worry. God didn't create you to worry. God created you to trust. God created you to believe. God didn't create you to worry. Matthew 6, 26. Behold, the fowls are there. They, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in the barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? God did not create us to worry. It's unnatural. Worry is unhelpful. Proverbs 12, 25, Heaven that's in the heart of a man makes this stoop, but a good word makes thee glad. Worry, heaviness in the heart of a man maketh this stoop. Worry's unnecessary. Here's what you understand. Boy, you get this truth. Bless, you ought to give me a special offering but what I'm going to tell you. It's that good. Worry is assuming responsibility that God has never intended you to do. He's take, you're taking the responsibility that's His and you're trying to steal it from Him whenever it's not your responsibility. And every time you worry, it comes from the fact that you misunderstand the goodness of God. Worry is a caution light for you to understand you've forgotten how good God is. And God's been good to you and good to me. When Jesus died on the cross, he sobbed your biggest problem. None of your circumstances will ever be bigger than eternal life. And what he finished on the cross of Calvary, I appreciate that song. Number five, worry is unbelief. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? And how is it 
you have no faith. He said, why are you acting like that? I think God looks down. We, 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 we throw our little tantrums like a two-year-old and we sling and knock and fuss and grind and upset the whole crowd around us. I think God looks down and says, why are you acting like that? What are you doing? Why are you acting like that? Because the reality is when we allow circumstances to move us, then we're just like a yo-yo. And the devil's master at circumstances around us. It's just a master at it. He can get you in all sorts of, uh, of a place. And so, uh, goodness, and worries, unbelief, when, when God has said, but my God shall supply all, 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 all your need according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Do you believe that? Well, I got one that believes it. What about the rest? Do you believe that? Why don't we live last week? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I believe it. Till I have short time at work. I believe it. If the car don't break down, I believe it. If I get the business, I, I, I believe. Huh? We have got to get past that. The fact of circumstances. The storms blowing. It's, it's, they're, they're crazy. And Jesus says, why are you acting that way? And why could he sleep during the storm? No more weariness of his activities, tired, worthlessness of their anxiety, but knows the wonder of his authority. Now I want to tell you what, here's, here's the reality. I appreciate your being here tonight. And I'm okay for those that are not here tonight, but some are not here tonight because of the fact they don't really believe God's got the authority and the power. They stay with their lips. Because in their heart, they don't quite believe that. I can't give that to you. I wish I could. Jesus slept in a storm because he recognized, I've always had authority over the, over the storms. He had no fear because he knew his option. He knew all he had to do was get up and say, Quiet down! That's all he had to do. He didn't do it quite that way. He just said, peace, be still. And you know what the sea done? It went, Whoosh. not only calm, but it would look like a sheet of glass. It was so calm. I don't believe, not one, I don't believe there was a ripple of no kind in the top of that. I believe you looked over that sea, it would look like a sheet of glass. And I can hear them waves underneath. They said, don't move. Don't, the master said, peace, don't move. Don't, don't you jump up now. Don't move. You know why? Because he has the authority. We need to understand that. I mean, he's very much aware of the authority he had over situations. Tonight, your life could change totally 
if you could just do one thing. I'm saved, ain't that enough? Not when you're up and down with every circumstance. Yeah, you're saved, but man, it's a miserable journey. But I tell you, every life can change here tonight if you can do one thing. If you can come and bow to a throne and understand that he's got authority over every situation in your life. And if he's got the authority, he can move it, he can open doors, he can shut them. You need to understand that. God's trying to get you to learn this. It's not you getting ahead. It's you getting to a person. It's not getting ahead. It's getting to a person. This relationship didn't work out. God's wanting you to understand it's not the relationships we have this way. He's wanting that relationship with you this way. And then all the other relationships I take care of themselves. Almost always do. See, the reality is we cannot calm the seas, but our Heavenly Father can. We can't calm the waves, but our Heavenly Father can. We cannot make the storm disappear, but I know a man who can. The authority we have through prayer is as a child of God is a wonder. Nothing can touch us without His permission. Without his approval. Our Lord and Master is Lord and Master of the storm, the seas, and the waves. Guess what we can do? You know what you can do? If you if you get this tonight, instead of waking him up, you can go to the back of the ship, say, slide over. I'm going to take a nap with you. And you can sleep in the midst of your storms just like him. Because after all, he did say he was going to the other side, didn't he? Amen. That's all he's got to do. Say we're going to the other side. Tonight, it's just a simple truth. But oh, if we could get it. Now tomorrow... If you choose to do this tomorrow, the circumstances might be crazy. Next week, your circumstances might be crazy than there was this past week. But I want you to know something. If you can get to victories in a person and not your circumstances, it can literally change your life. Can I take a minute and tell you how this message was birthed? I was just worried to death when this pandemic started. I was worried because I'm by nature a warrior. I know that's hard to believe, but it's true. And uh, I was worried. What are we going to do? Are we going to lose people? Are we going to lose families I love? What's going to happen? People are going to get sick and this, that, and the other. What a great day when I realized, what am I worried about? It's God's church. 
And if he doesn't keep his thing safe and keep his thing floating and keep his thing going, then it's not going to stay. It's not going to survive in him. I just, I just give it to him. Now, I believe we need to do what we need to do, but I'm just trusting him. I know the people that live in fear don't understand that. They struggle with me. And, well, I'm, I'm blame, I struggle with me sometimes too, so that's okay. The reality is I've just come to the point to trust God and believe him because he's master of the storm. And when we need him to, he'll say, Peace, be still. And it, guess what? It becomes peaceful and still. That's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you need help tonight, 